This week was one of those weeks where I just kind of found myself at the beginning of the week reflecting on all of our recent uh, events and things going on and, and um, thinking about the reopening and how quickly or slowly that's going and feeling all of the feelings that I have been, I have personally been uh, experiencing. These readings couldn't have come at a better time. They're just, they're beautiful readings. But as part of my reflection, I was just thinking about, you know, what I was thinking about on uh, New Year's Eve. You know, thinking about, you know, here this 2020. This is going to be a great year. You know, I just, I really don't, I'm going to turn 50 this year. Um, but I did make a comment and, it, and I was joking. And I said, you know, every decade that I've been alive so far, I've, I've, I've cut it close a couple of times. I've almost been sent off to the, my heavenly reward every single decade I've been alive. I wonder what will happen this decade. Not having any clue, not having any clue that our whole world would end up in being enveloped in, 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 in a pandemic. Not having any clue that we would have to experience these, these shut-in orders and and then, uh, and then after, you know, after some civil unrest and some, you know, racism coming across in our country again and just the people's reaction all over the country. And then the very fact that we're, we're in a political season too. It's like the perfect storm. And it's like, you know, we're all trying to grasp at what's real, what's fake. There's all sorts of craziness going on. And I myself, I, I give this homily and humility, I have been one of the people that has been kind of like, oh, Lord, what is going on? And it's to this that I think, you know, these feelings and this time, our day, our situation, that I think these readings speak so beautifully. Jesus looks at his 12 disciples tells them, fear no one. Fear no one. And I would add to that, fear nothing. Don't fear it. Don't fear the one, the person, or the thing, or whatever else that can kill the body, because it can't touch the soul. It can't touch the soul. And as I was sitting there really reflecting on these readings, I was sitting there and I was, and I was, and I was just my experience of these events, I was sitting there going, what is the Christian attitude in these days, in these times? What should our attitude be? You know, from the very beginning, I have been preaching, I have been thinking, I've been meditating, that I, these, these are the types of days, these are the types of seasons in the church's history where saints are created. It's in these times, it's in these periods where, where we are going to be called, you know, we are going to have to come off the shelf. And we are going to have to be, there's somewhere our world is going to need some healing. And the source of this healing is going to be the source of love and joy himself. And just because the world doesn't want to listen to it right now and kind of wants us quiet, it doesn't matter. 
it will become, it will come searching. It will come searching for the one who can bring some hope. And that is and lies on the shoulders of the body of Christ, which you're going to receive for the very first time today. Of the body of Christ. You sit there and you think of Jeremiah. You know, maybe we feel a little bad when we're having those moments. We're feeling like, oh, I probably shouldn't, you know, I'm, I'm getting despairing. I shouldn't be there. Jeremiah is a great example. He feels that, that angst that I, that I have felt. He feels it in a very deep way. He feels he is absolutely surrounded by his enemies. Even his friends are turning against him. He's in absolute despair. He's upset. God's not listening to him. God's not protecting him. What's going on? But we have to sit there really, you know, follow that reading through so we can sit there and say, where does he get his relief? Where, what is the source of his relief? It's when he remembers. The Lord is with me. The Lord is my mighty champion. He is my mighty champion. And I was sitting there and I was reading, I was reading a book on, the, uh, on apostolic work and apostolic mission this week. And I was reminded of, of the prophet Elisha as well. In the second book of Kings where Elisha is with his servant and they come into the city and they're hanging out in the city and all of a sudden the army just comes and takes over the city to which they're staying. And Elisha's servant sits there and looks at the prophet and is like, oh, we're in trouble. There, we are, there's, we are in big trouble. They're coming after us. And Elisha tells the servant, oh, don't worry. The ones who are for us are way more, are much greater than the army. We'll be fine. And the servant is like looking and like checking out like the neighbors and going, mm-mm, no, they're not going to help. So Elisha prays so that his servant can be granted spiritual sight. And as spiritual sight is granted to a servant, the servant is able to look up and see myriads of angels and chariots and angelic forces surrounding the prophet, greatly outnumbering the army. And as to that, Elisha can look at his servant and goes, we'll be all right. The attitude, I think, of the Christian is to sit there and to see these times as times of formation. We have to respond to these times like Jeremiah, remembering that we have, the Lord is still with us. We have not been orphaned. We must remember that he is a mighty champion. We have to hear the words of our Lord that say, fear no one or anything. This call to not fear is huge in the Gospels. It comes about over and over again. Fear is a very real response that we humans have. He knows it. But he's calling us to that level of faith that sits there and, and just dry, calls us to drive through it. And that's exactly who we're meant to be in these days. And I've been reflecting with this, this song that um, Sarah, uh, Laura's story is called uh, Blessings. 
And some of the words of the song you just really struck me because the song is about how we, we've been praying for all of these things. We're praying for relief. We're praying for save us from our suffering. We're, we're praying for prosperity. We're praying for the end of the darkness. And, we're, and, and there's, there's anger in the fact that it seems like God is gone. And the song's words are really quite beautiful. It's like, what if the blessings are in the raindrops? What if the healing is in the tears? What if it takes a thousand sleepless nights for me to know that you are near? It's that sense of these times in these days, no matter hard they may be, God is with us and he loves us so much that he's not going to give us something that's just going to be trivial and give us some instant relief. He wants to form us into truly being those disciples of his who will walk forward in this world and in our time like citizens of heaven. One of the things that sometimes these types of moments remind us is that we're called to a higher way of thinking. We're called to a higher way of living. And as I was walking, um, praying my rosary today, there's just way too many of us who are just, you know, engaging and, and reacting to, the, to, the, to our days and these times, kind of acting like victims of our broken humanity in this world, rather than walking like sons and daughters of God, whose home is not here, but that I'm here with good news. In the midst of a lot of negativity, to still, to be a person who has hope. In the midst of people judging one another, the mask wearer, the non-mask wearer, to be kind, to be loving, and to just to, to support one another in these days. My brothers and sisters, we just, my prayer has become that I, I really hope that these days are days of conversion, that we're going to be growing in that, in that capacity to remember that our, our Lord is with us. He is our mighty champion. We're only halfway through this Let's be clear. They might have a vaccine by the end of the year. Might. They're working on lots of things for treatments. They are. And the secret of this whole virus is going to be revealed. It's going to be revealed. But probably not as fast as we want. And so we have to learn how to live in it with each other. And we have to learn how to allow this time and to, and to make sure that when, this, when all of these things start finding their healing path, that we will rise from these times and that we can thrive beyond these times. But to not allow ourselves to be beaten down to that point where we forget who we are. Because as we're about ready to celebrate today, 
He said, your first Holy Communion, God wants to enter you. I'm going to say, body of Christ, and you're going to say, amen. And you're going to take him, and you're going to eat him. That's because he wants to be with you, in you, all the days of your life. And he never, ever, ever wants you to forget that he is there. That's what we celebrate when we come together at Mass and we receive him in Eucharist, that he is, we become his walking, talking, hopefully loving tabernacles for our world. So lift up your heads, especially your hearts, and let's be the beacons of light you've been called to be.